Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. There's something that we all have in common. We need to be able to influence other people. Have you noticed that highly successful people seem to be able to influence others easily? It isn't luck or coincidence that allows that to happen. There's a very specific sequence in how to increase influence with someone else. And I use a very simple equation to explain that. Connection plus trust equals influence. Now, what is connection? It's authentically connecting with someone else, listening to them, what I call active listening, and asking good questions to gain insight, and then making sure that you understand what they're saying, and what they mean by what they're saying. Trust building has an equation of its own. Credibility plus reliability plus connection equals trust. So if we look at how influence is created, it's created on the human dynamic side of things. It isn't techniques. It isn't a certain process that you use, it is literally relating to another human being. Seems too simple, doesn't it? But this is the equation you need to gain influence. Think of influence as a bank account. And this equation as an investment model. The more deposits of connection and trust building that you make, the more influence you will accumulate. This works no matter what your role is. It doesn't matter if you're a salesperson or a leader, somebody who works on the floor in a shop. It doesn't matter who you are. This works with everyone because it is common to all of us. Why do I call it an investment model? Because that's what it is. You're making an investment into a relationship with somebody else. Investments of genuine connection, investments of trust building, and here is the key. The return on investment is that you can increase the influence that you have with that person and then spend that influence wisely. Ever try to influence someone where you don't really have any influence built up with them? It doesn't work very well, does it? Why? Because you have probably been more focused on your needs than on their needs. You bypassed deposits of connection. You bypassed trust building and tried to use influence right away. And we all do that at times, whether it's from some special knowledge or experience that we have or some technical expertise that we have. But let me share a secret with you. 
It doesn't matter what you know or what your experience is or how technically expert you are. If you don't approach and address the human needs of the other individual, you're not going to get very far with them. And those human needs come down to some very basic things. Number one, emotional drivers. Number two, can they wrap their brain around your solution, your ideas, your vision? That's the rational side of things. So there are two sides of your brain that are working, hopefully, in concert. The rational side and the emotional side. The more that those work together and the more that you can help others allow their two sides of the brain to work together well, then you're going to get better outcomes overall. Let me start with thinking of being in a sales position or in a sales context. And the title of this episode is Influence Anyone. So let's just take that in the context of sales. Let me ask you some questions and see what you think your answers would be to these questions. Number one, do buyers come to you begging to give you money just so that they can be one of your customers? Number two, is all you need to meet your sales goals a good script? Number three, Does every lead convert to a sale? Number four, are features and benefits the things that make a sale happen? Number five, does waiting on your CRM system to generate a notification to reach out and email a prospect drive your sales revenue increases? And the last question, do AI-based marketing approaches make the sale for you? Well, obviously the answer to all of those is no, not by themselves. Now, I'm not saying those are bad things. Those are some useful tools and some useful approaches. But what's missing in all of that is the human connection. Have you ever heard the phrase, nothing happens until a sale is made? I like to take that one step further. No sale is made until influence is applied appropriately. People don't just come to you and beg to give you money so they can be one of your customers. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. If we think through this process, where does influence come from? In a sales position, in a sales effort, it is starts with connecting. That is always going to be human being to human being. It's always going to be a human dynamic that is going on. Here's a little side note for our conversation today. This is just as applicable to leaders as it is to salespeople. Leaders have to sell their vision, their direction, their ideas, their change initiatives, 
And really, it can expand out to just about any position in any organization or even broader into life, into family, into community. It boils down to the fact if it's important for you to have influence with someone else, everything we've talked about comes into play. Have you ever noticed that people are different? I'll let you take that wherever you want to go for a minute. But people are different. It's a thought that doesn't really need a lot of explanation. People have different personalities, different experiences, different ways of thinking, different ways of getting things done. If everyone were the same, selling, leading would be so much easier. But not nearly as exciting. I know. I know. That's my personality coming out. I love the challenge of learning how to work with several different people, several different personalities. I love that discovery process of getting to know people, getting to understand where they're coming from. What is their story? What's happened to them in their lives? What experience do they have? What strengths do they have? What emotional drivers are present for them? All of that is a part of connecting with people in a deeper way to create those stronger relationships, mutually beneficial relationships. How do we influence people that have different personalities and different styles. They like to do things differently. Well, by understanding that there is a common denominator in all of this. Emotional drivers. I talk about these all the time. But what I mean by emotional drivers, they are the emotional impact that we have around a thought or an idea that moves us toward a specific decision or a specific set of actions. The best way I know how to describe this is to express it to you in a true story. I was sitting with a business owner recently who was concerned about his leaders. Here's what he said. So as you're taking this in, listen for emotional components that will indicate emotional drivers. So listen for emotional words that trigger you to think there's probably an emotional driver of some sort attached to that. And here we go. Steve, I'm concerned about several of my leaders. They appear to be stuck, and I cannot figure out what is going on. This is really frustrating. Why won't they come up to me and and talk about this with me? What's going on with them? I feel as if they're afraid to speak up, and maybe they're just not up to the task. If I have to replace some of them, I can do that, but I hate having to go through that process. 
I see potential in all of them, but how long is it going to take to get them where they really need to be? This is just a small portion of the conversation I had with this leader, actually owner of an organization. I identified seven different emotional drivers that are present, and there may actually be more than that. If we go back and look at what those are, let me reread that that paragraph and let me share with you where I think the primary emotional drivers are, or at least an indication that there are some emotional drivers behind what this owner is saying. Steve, I am concerned. There's the first one about several of my leaders. They appear to be stuck and I cannot figure out what is going on. I cannot figure out. I sense some concern, some anxiety on the owner's part. This is really frustrating. That's pretty blatant. There's an emotional driver right there. It's called frustration. Why won't they come to me and discuss this? And you can kind of hear what's behind that as well. It's a questioning, why would they not do this? So there's doubt there, which doubt is an emotion. I feel as if they are afraid, there's another one, to speak up or maybe they're just not up to the task. There's a concern there that they're not up to the leadership role that they're in. If I have to replace some of them, I can do that, but I hate, there's another emotion, I hate having to go through that process. I see potential in all of them, but how long is it going to take? That's another clear emotional driver right there. How long is it going to take to get them where they need to be? And maybe you could tag that where they need to be as another emotional driver. So actually, I said seven. There's probably more than that. But if we really distill this down in an exercise and look at what's going on here, there's uncertainty, there's frustration, there's some anxiety going on here. There is some concern going on about what's going to have to be done. And frankly, there may be a little bit of fear about the painful process that this owner may have to go through if he has to replace some of these leaders. Those are the primary emotions that are transforming into emotional drivers behind what this owner is telling me. Some of these emotional drivers are more subtle than others. We can see that. Having been through many of these conversations over the years, I know I have to identify and address each of these before the owner will be open to my ideas or my solutions. This goes back to influence. If I'm going to influence someone, there has to be real connection and real trust there before I can influence them. Emotional detractors, so this is kind of the negative side of emotional drivers, can very easily derail an ongoing initiative, an ongoing 
creating a solution process. If we don't address those underlying drivers that come out of the emotions that this owner is experiencing, or think of a situation that you're experiencing now where you may see similar things, we have to address those things. If we don't, there is a high likelihood that any effort, any initiative that is attempted will fail. The beauty of all of this is I have a proven process to do this. Using emotional intelligence skills or EQ skills, I can navigate these emotions and redirect the conversation and focus more on the positive future-focused efforts instead of looking backwards and being worried about all kinds of different things. My job is to help this owner navigate those emotions, identify what they are, name them, and naming them simply means being aware of them and, and owning those. And then that owner can move forward. We started this whole episode with Influence Anyone as the title. This is what I mean by being able to influence anyone. This is not a magic formula. It is proven science, actually neuroscience. If you can connect and build trust while appropriately navigating the emotional landscape, you can gain more influence that can be applied at the right time and in the right way. This is not manipulation. This is a genuine desire to understand the perceptions and the perspectives of other people, which is using empathy, by the way, and then utilize your own internal resources, internal motivation and optimism, two more competencies of emotional intelligence to create the best path forward and build that mutually beneficial relationship. So let's go back to our investment model. Something very interesting happens as you invest and make more deposits of connection and trust building. You actually move along a continuum that expands the relationship and expands the influence you have with that other person. So again, we'll use a salesperson here as an example. It kind of looks like this. You start out with a fairly low level of influence, you're basically another salesperson. But as you make connection, as you build trust, you eventually should move to becoming a preferred vendor. And as you continue to connect and build trust and connect and build trust and layer those deposits of connection and trust on top of each other so you gain more and more influence, eventually, hopefully, 
you'll move into what we call a trusted advisor position with your client or your customer. And that is the position you want to be in. What does a trusted advisor look like? It's when one of your clients or customers calls you to ask your advice on something that is not even related to anything you're doing for them. You have become one of their trusted advisors. Top of mind. Someone they can count on to give them advice that they trust. The key to being able to influence anyone is to understand that we're all human beings. We all share similar needs, desires, dreams, and challenges. We all suffer loss, disappointment, and discouragement. We all experience fear, anxiety, and stress. We all know excitement, joy, and celebration. These are the common emotional threads that bind us all together. If you only invest in one skill set development, I encourage you to choose EQ or emotional intelligence. It is the one skill set most predictive of future success. Even better, it crosses over all barriers from work to life, to relationships, to community. What is success without satisfaction? What is achievement without belonging? If you want to be able to influence anyone, start with understanding your own emotions and how they impact your decisions and your actions. We call that self-awareness then you can begin to truly understand those things in other people. From that comes the ability to authentically connect and build trust, which leads to the influence you're seeking. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.